Hello, Patriots. I'm Lee Watts, and this is Patriot Point, your source for Kentucky news and analysis from a conservative, Christian, and common sense point of view. Well, this week we have news for you about the Kentucky governor's race and some of the other statewide elected offices. Uh, I'm going to be showing you a video clip this week, and in, it was in a race where I was having a very difficult time making my decision, and the video clip I'm going to show you this week that made up my mind who I'm going to vote for, and I hope it'll be just as helpful to you. But before we get into those elections, I want to talk about something that happened this week. Uh, of course, during the lockdowns, everybody should know, the first thing Andy Bashir did is he ordered the police, like the Gestapo, to go to churches and put notices on cars that said, you may now face a $500 fine and a full year in jail for defying Andy Bashir's commands. Not any laws, just defying what he said. Well, of course, he was taken to court over that, and the court said he never did have authority to do this. Uh, he just did it on his own. And the punishment for that just came out this week. And Andy Bashir has been ordered for violating the law, for violating these people's constitutional rights. He has to pay them a whopping $270,000. Well, praise the Lord that there's a punishment for this. Now, here's the thing. I don't think that the people of Kentucky out of the state budget should have to pay one red cent for this. And here's the reason to justify that. This is not something that Andy Bashir did under the uh, power of his office. Remember, the courts have officially ruled you did not have that power. You never did. You personally threatened to find these people out of their personal money and to throw them individually in jail. So it's be ridiculous to say that those people's tax money that you harassed is going to be used to pay them for your crime. So uh, I call on the Kentucky State Treasurer, uh, Allison Ball, don't you dare write a check to pay these people out of the tax money of the people of Kentucky. I call on the State Auditor, Mike Harmon, don't you dare approve this and say it's okay. This is something he did on his own, and he should be the one to have to pay that. I also call on the Attorney General, Daniel Cameron. Uh, don't hold this guy to the fire and don't let him get away with making Kentuckians pay for his personal violation of Kentuckians' rights. So uh, I'm Lee Watts, and I approve this message. All right, now let's turn to the elections coming up. We're going to talk about the governor's race and one of the other offices. Uh, as far as the governor's race goes, we had some polling come out this past week, and everything that I have seen and heard as I cross the state speaking and meeting with different groups makes me think that this polling data is pretty accurate. Uh, I think they really got this one nailed on the head. Now, uh, let's look at the numbers here. You're going to see that only three candidates actually are in the double digits. Uh, everybody else is in the single digits. Uh, the most important number in this whole thing to look at, though, is at the bottom of the page. And there is a whopping 20.7% percent of people who still don't know who they're going to vote for. Now, here's the important thing. Obviously, no one person is going to get all 20% of the undecided vote. I mean, by no stretch of any imagination will that ever happen, uh, which means the people who are in the bottom nine positions, even if they did get all 20%, 
they still wouldn't have enough to win the race. So mathematically, it is only mathematically possible at this point for the top three people to actually win the election. Uh, so let's first of all look at Mr. Quarles. He's in third place. Uh, if he had an exceptional night, which is possible, uh, there's enough votes still undecided to let it pull out in his favor. He is strongest over in western Kentucky. A lot of farmers out there. He's commissioner of agriculture. He'll be very strong in the western counties, and they're the last polling locations to close. So we may have a nail-biter at the last minute, but he's going to need an exceptional night for that upset to happen. Uh, in second place, we have Kelly Kraft. She is down by 6.2 percentage points with uh, about three weeks to go in the election. Uh, not a good place to be in, but with more than 20% of the votes still undecided, she has a very reasonable chance of still winning this election. Uh, of course, the guy who is in first place, like it or not, this is the guy who is in first place. It's Mr. Daniel Cameron, uh, our current attorney general. He's got, again, uh, a little over six points over Kraft, 15 points over Quarles, and 24 or more points over everybody else. So, again, those who are the everybody else's, even if they got all the other votes, it wouldn't be enough. So what's probably wisest uh, for the bottom nine people uh, would be really to say, okay, I, I can't possibly win. So to save face, maybe to say, how about all those of you who are going to support me instead support the person then that they choose that they think would be the best of the three candidates with the viable chances to win. Uh, I, I doubt any of them will do that, but if they do, we will definitely keep you updated on any developments. But the governor's office is not the only race that we will be deciding here in just about three weeks. Another one of the statewide elected offices is that of Commissioner of Agriculture. The current Commissioner of Agriculture uh, is Ryan Quarles, and he's running for governor because he served two terms and you can't serve more than two. So this is an open position. Two people are vying for this right now in the Republican primary. It is Mr. Jonathan Schell and Mr. Richard Heath. They did a TV interview here recently, and so uh, I'm going to show you a little clip from this. Uh, we're going to see the gentleman introducing themselves, saying their background, and then I'm going to show you a clip which I know it made the decision for me on who I was going to vote for, and I hope it'll make the decision for you too. But first, let's hear each guy introduce themselves and give their qualifications. Thank you, uh, Richard Heath, to be Commissioner of Agriculture. This is not a stepping stone to the next office. Uh, have the background and the experience. In addition to growing up on the farm, uh, after graduating high school, I raised corn, soybeans, wheat, and tobacco, put myself through college at Murray State University, earned a master's degree in agriculture, then took a job managing a Graves County co-op store. So I have both the farm background and the ag business background. And then I've served in the legislature since 2012. Uh, currently serve as the commissioner, as the uh, uh, chairman of the House Agriculture Committee. And then uh, candidate Shell. Thank you, Mario. I'm a fifth generation farmer from Garrett County. And uh, I'm a Christian, conservative, and a Republican, and a former state representative, and former and first House Majority Leader for the state of Kentucky as a Republican. And I'm running for Commissioner of Agriculture because we need a fighter in this office. We need someone who's willing to uh, do the things that are necessary to help create the markets that we need here in Kentucky. Uh, we need someone who's willing to push back against the radicalism that's coming out of Washington, D.C. Uh, that's affecting our way of life in rural Kentucky and in agriculture in general. And we need somebody who recognizes that there's not a rural-urban divide, that there's a rural-urban opportunity.
So that's their introductions. And then each candidate was asked the same question. That would be, tell us, if you're commissioner of agriculture, how you would work with the Biden administration and with Kentucky's congressional delegation, those people up there, the feds in Washington, D.C. And uh, same question for both. I'll play both of their answers completely. And this is what made the decision for me in this race. Uh, it'd been a real toughie for me, but this helped, and I hope it will help you as well. You. I've got a great relationship with our federal delegation. Leader McConnell is a great friend of mine. We have been for a long time, including Senator Paul and all of their staff members. I talk to them nearly on a daily basis as well. Uh, Commissioner or uh, former Commissioner Comer, who is a Congressman Comer now, is one of my best friends. We golf together, we talk together, we play together, we do a lot of things. Uh, same thing with Congressman Guthrie, Congressman Barr, and Congressman Massey, and Congressman Rogers. Um, all of them are great friends, and I served in the legislature with uh, Morgan McGarvey whenever he was a Democratic senator here in Louisville. And so working with that federal delegation to ensure that Kentucky's voice is being heard, uh, making sure that in Washington uh, that some of the radical policies that are coming out from WOTUS, to get, trying to get rid of atrazine to these other things that are going on, uh, that they know that those are detrimental to Kentucky agriculture. And working with the Biden administration and the employees that he hires in those positions and, and, and puts them in uh, to ensure that they know that Kentucky uh, is an agriculture state and that we have to be protected in that so that our way of life is not, is not turned away. As I have a good working relationship with our federal delegation. Uh, I mentioned uh, Congressman Comer. I haven't worked with him since he was Commissioner Comer. And um, his uh, legal chief of staff is from Graves County. So we have a good rapport. Um, I have most of their uh, cell phone numbers, or at least their field representatives. Uh, just filed a piece of, uh, well, it's a House resolution, House Resolution 52. Uh, we'll send that to our U.S. delegation asking for relief on CDL drivers. Uh, farmers are exempt from having to have a CDL, but the individuals, the companies that deliver products to the farm are not exempt. And as most everyone knows, there's a shortage of CDL drivers. Um, when you can find one, they're, they're very expensive, and, and as soon as you hire them, they, somebody else comes along with more money and hires them away. So uh, that's one example of one of the, the issues I'll be tackling and working with our federal delegation and uh, continuing that conversation. So that's the Commissioner of Agriculture race, some of the answers. I hope you found that very useful. Uh, now, we had one other piece of news I want to hit this uh, week, and that was there was a debate for the Secretary of State position just yesterday, and uh, we got three people running for this. You've got the incumbent, Michael Adams, and for some reason, he didn't even show up. Surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> No, not really a surprise at all. Of course this guy didn't show up. He's had all kinds of allegations about criminal things going on in his past, uh, some uh, election integrity problems that we had, working with Andy Bashir for mail-in ballots. Uh, conservatives don't like that, so it's not really a surprise he didn't show up for this debate. Uh, his two contenders did, Mr. Alan Miracle and Mr. Stephen Nipper. Uh, those guys showed up to face the people, and uh, I encourage you, please, oh please, vote for one of those two fellas. Now, we do have an announcement coming up of an event that I hope you'll be able to be a part of. And that is going to be the third annual Constitutional Kentucky Prayer Breakfast. Uh, a wonderful conservative organization here in the state working on getting the people of Kentucky educated on their constitutional rights, uh, working on educating our politicians 
on the people's uh, constitutional rights. Uh, so they're going to be having their third annual prayer breakfast on April the 29th in Shelbyville. Uh, they're going to have the former Lieutenant Governor Janine Hampton there as guest speaker. They've invited me to come and say a little bit. Uh, they have some great speakers. I hope you'll be able to be part of this event. I have a link where you can get tickets to go right in the description of this video. So uh, I hope that this has been helpful for you this week. We're going to keep you informed. Uh, next week, uh, we'll talk to you about the news that's developed, and I'm going to give an endorsement next week. I've been trying to kind of stay away from doing that for this upcoming election, but next week, I'm going to give one, and I hope that'll be helpful to you. So until next week, I'm Lee Watts for Patriot Point reminding you that liberty is not a spectator sport.